Welcome to the You Can Man podcast, episode 61. I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, dangerous jobs and bathroom remodeling. All right, guys, welcome back to the You Can Man podcast. This week, we got a mashup, two different topics, dangerous jobs and bathroom remodeling. Dangerous jobs one is going to be uh, interesting to talk about. We had some, uh, I don't know, some fireworks, some a uh, little bit, a little bit of internet drama on our uh, little corner of the internet on yeah. our not not very many follows Instagram page, right? Account probably whatever. the best best place for that, right? So, anyways, we wanted to talk about that and address some uh, garage door stuff in that, and then also bathroom remodeling, kind of taking a bird's eye view of bathroom remodeling and kind of getting into some, a little bit of some numbers. You're just starting to think about maybe remodeling your bathroom. So we're going to talk about things that you need to think through. What are some basic costs? What are some things, some snags that you might run into and those sorts of things. So that's what we got to look forward to. Guys, how has your week been? It's been good. It's uh, turning very Groundhog Day-ish um, for coronavirus. <laughs> what? Um, it for happened, us. It happened yeah, a month ago. I don't know. We've, we've been pretty good for a month. And then this past week has been a little special. With I don't know if the kids are getting a little stir crazy or what. I mean, we try to go outside with them, but it's becoming a little difficult, more difficult than normal. Yeah, I'm getting sick of talking about this. But for me, I think I go in waves where I, I, I get to the end of my rope and I feel like I'm just going to you know, burn the house down. Uh, and then I wake up a day or two later and I'm like, okay, like this is, you know, this is what we're doing. And I find my purpose and I keep <laughs> going, but then, you know, the end of the rope comes again. Okay. Right. So it's like a cycle, whatever. I yeah. don't know. Well, big news. Kennesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park is reopened. When? Did you, did you when go did it, today? When I didn't go. I didn't go today. today. Was, it was today. Okay, I was so thinking about it. Yesterday, uh, this was something that tanned my hide. I went to, uh, I guess it's a national park, but Chaps. it's down by, so it's chaps my bottom, tans my hide, grinds my, anyway, okay. whatever. Uh, went to, took the family <laughs> on Mother's Day to go to a trail, walk, walk along a trail along the river. Chattahoochee You're trying river. to get arrested? Yeah, I guess I was trying to. Well, I saw a bunch of um, social, what's it called when people like, you know. Social I, distancing? I respectfully disagree with this law and I'm going to do what I want. No. What, what's oh. the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Anyway, people were like, so the. the Civil the, disobedience? Yeah, civil disobedience. Okay. So the, the, the parking lot is closed. But the street, this main, it's an access highway. You were not one of those people that pulled off on the side of <laughs> let the me, road that I'm thinking of. Let me finish. So it's an access road along 285, right? Oh, and, okay. Uh, different road, different road. I mean, there were probably 50 cars oh that are gosh. just like bumped up on. They're like, <laughs> yep. I'm walking on this trail and I'm not going right. to take. I'm, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I want to do the same thing, but I also don't want a ticket. So whatever, just going to go find somewhere else. Place was closed. I was kind of mad about it because Georgia's reopened. Like everything's opened yeah, back that's, up. That's federal. I guess it is, but I need everybody to get on the same <laughs> flipping page. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. can we all communicate and just decide what we're going to do here? Like, I, look, hold up. I know it's, listen, I know it's a pandemic, but I, I need people to it figure was. it out. I need people to figure it out. Tim, you can go now. Okay. So Kennesaw Mountain, there's the visitor center still closed. There's no bathrooms. There's no nothing, but they're still opening it back up. I'm planning on going Wednesday, I think, 
So I'll be there then. Man, I've missed it's it. It's your park, man. I that's may or that's may your not, place. I may or may not have run there two weeks ago, uh, 11 miles. Yeah. May or may not. Watch out. So, yeah, I mean, you can do that, especially if you're like Josh and you go out like Forrest Gump and just start running. And uh, you don't have to take your car with you, right? So you don't have yeah. to park anywhere. And right. uh, you just, you know. And there's office the parks on the other side of the mountain yeah. that you can get to. Uh, but right. we don't have to worry about that because it's open now. Yeah. And for our listeners who are out of the state and don't know, look it up. Google Kennesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park. There was a major Civil War battle there. That's why it's a battlefield park. And it's gorgeous. It's probably one of the best green spaces in all of Atlanta, I think. It's Anyhow, beautiful. So another thing, guys, I've been running some ridiculous times for per mile yeah you think you have that that have been <laughs> severely in question we'll say yeah so no, i i even switched to if you'll remember a couple episodes back josh mentioned strava or it didn't happen on yeah. a running episode and strava is kind of the pinnacle of the running apps it's like facebook for runners right so it's like yeah. a social networking but sort of. in order for it to be extremely accurate you need to pair it with a gps watch i don't really get i agree that was the caveat i forgot to so mention. i agree with that but i don't understand because you're taking your phone with you that has i don't it doesn't have gps capabilities it but does it, it does all right so why i don't understand Here's why it thing. can't be accurate i'm looking i looked it up and look i'm not a tech guy you can shut me down all day i'll listen from what I can tell, the phones are just simply not as accurate in two ways. The mostly being because they don't update position as frequently. Gotcha. As you go longer and longer distances, it becomes more inaccurate. Like the inaccuracies kind of accumulate over time. Why, why is it that I can pull up Google Maps and it that Joker's like pinpoint? It's yep. it's right there. Well, it gets I you. Agree. It, Google Maps will get you within that like three to five meters or whatever, which is like you know right. ten or fifteen feet. But again, it's the moving over time that's the problem because that. Because you could be on one side of that circle at, at some point, and then when it hits you again, now you're on the close side of the different area that, makes that it no thinks sense. you're in. Why, so, can't, and, why can't these running apps, and maybe they do this, why can't it calculate it after the fact? Like, double check itself. Well, because then you're just talking about old school mileage and stopwatch. Like that. Well, that's what I'm so saying. Don't have, the, yeah, don't have the app. The app is, this is the app is designed that you can like use it while you're like the Nike app specifically. They like want you to be able to like wear it on your sleeve and like look at it while you're moving and stuff. Now, and I will say this: the Strava app, and I'm sure there's a function that I can make this happen. But on the Nike app, it was the default that it would always announce when I've hit a mile, when I've hit mm-hmm. two every mile, it, mm-hmm. it would hit, it would hit, and it would it would come up and say that. The Strava app does not do that. I'm sure that I could probably set it to where it tells me that. Yeah. But I think I did a lot better not knowing that. That's it could be a true story because mentally something about that. Because yep. I, I would be like waiting to hear and <laughs> I'd just be like, How have I not right. how am I not I at three go miles? Faster yet? to get to my next mile. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so this way I'm just maybe no. setting my pace. Okay. So I've been hitting I just hit under seven minute miles today if if the app was actually correct. So this is what we got going on our text thread. We've got to get me at a track. Either get you a track or just get you into the year 2020 and get you a, like a running watch. Right. So that you can accurately. But even even if, guys, I'm running like seven minute 30 second, 
If miles. You're, look, if you're sub eight miles, oh, like three miles plus, I'm impressed. Yeah, not being like, never being a runner before, and you've been doing it for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I do like the idea of us going out to a track <laughs> and me being in uh, like a track suit and just standing there and timing Tim yes. and screaming at him. Like, yes, let's suck it. it up, Buttercup. <laughs> I ran, I ran the other day, and I ran past our good friend Arnie's house, and he saw me as I was running by, and he came out of his front door. He's like, ah. You know, like yelling at me. So, was that hubcap still in his front yard? I did not notice. Did that leave your car? No, I just noticed I ran by his house too. Yeah. uh, And there was a Toyota hubcap. Okay. So, when we go to the track, I hope we can all go. We'll announce it on the page. And well, let's take a video. I don't even care. I got some short shorts. I don't even care. (laughs) Oh, we got to do it. And we'll take a video and post it on the IG. All right. Totally. Yeah. I, I looked up on some website i don't know what it was and it said that i was basically running an average of what a 16 to 19 year old was running there you go definitely made sure to tell my wife that (laughs) yeah no that's a good something to brag about no look like i said sub eight anything and even with the margin of error you're you're sub eight at that distance that's impressive cool especially for a guy who doesn't Run especially all for the time. you, Tim. Especially for someone like you, Tim. That's what we're saying. <laughs> no, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. It's good. Uh, still continuing on my loft bed project. I'm deep into SketchUp. You may remember me mentioning, I think it was last episode, that I'm planning dual loft beds for my girls. They are, well, almost seven and five now. Yeah, I've got to do SketchUp before I do a project like this because if I just tried to get into it without that, ridiculousness because this way I can design it. I can show my wife and she can verify everything. And then that way we don't have mid project changes and you can see everything 3d, how it's going to be. And I can even get all my measurements. I could, I could probably pre-cut a ton of stuff too, Mm. uh, doing the sketchup instead of taking all that time going through. So I will keep you guys posted on that. We'll definitely be doing, I don't know if I'm going to do a YouTube video on this build or not. I'm not quite sure. I will definitely be doing a blog blog post post about it. So there's that. I already took apart their old beds, put the mattresses on the floor. So we're getting ready, geared up. Forcing it. To, uh, yep, start building. Okay, guys, let's get into this topic today. First off, dangerous jobs. Okay, now we're talking about me changing my torsion spring I went from a single torsion spring to a dual torsion spring. Was that your just garage, last episode? For your garage door. Yep. yep. It was episode. La- last episode. We had to actually bail you out of Instagram jail, of social media jail. <laughs> right. Yep. We posted, of course, like we always do, a little photo from, you know, our episode. And Josh, like the good Instagrammer he is, he tagged some stuff. And let's just say a group of folks who just happen to be professional garage door installers Happened to see those hashtags and they made their opinion known. Yep. Well, they didn't take too kindly to it. And if we're honest, okay, we didn't uh, we didn't disclose that. Listen, this is a um, it's a little bit more of a risky job, and you're taking on. I um, think we did well. Uh, what can be said is we are we are free Americans, and we believe that if you want to be stupid, we can be stupid. But yes, we mentioned. People getting hurt doing torsion springs on on the podcast. We now, mentioned the 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 YouTube video where the yep. dude had the melon, right. and he said, "This is what can yes. happen." Now, did we kind of jokingly like go around that? Maybe, maybe. And did I not put a 
disclaimer on our post. I did not. Um, and that's a, probably a mistake. And that's actually what our response was because we literally had six or seven different professional garage door installers. I won't tell you the name of their cool club, but um, <laughs> they ganged up. They literally came all pouring into the page. They even left a poor review on our podcast. Yeah, we got a one-star review from one of those jokers. Yeah. It's so, the first one, right? You know, yeah. First one star. Free country. They're allowed bound to do to happen. that. And well, I want to say, too, that we collectively made the decision that we're not going to delete those comments and we're going right. to leave them because people are smart and they can decide yes. what they want. And we left them up there. So you're feel free to go read all the comments. We did not delete any of them. And that was our response is truly like, thank you for making this known. This is, you know, part of you telling us how dangerous it is dangerous this job is, is part of our listeners doing their research. Exactly. And and we'll just use it as part of a growing experience. You know, we we talk about all kinds of stuff on here. And yes, most of a lot of them have risks. I mean, when we did an episode and mentioned chainsaws, like no one came to our group and said we needed to be, um, no one needs to listen to these guys because chainsaws are dangerous. Exactly. You know? and so that's, I, I that's think we should talk. I had. Yeah, with, we with should their, totally talk about that because there's other very dangerous things. Whenever I go. Ladders to, are the most dangerous tool, by the way. Of course. <laughs> or when I go to jack up my car to change the oil. That's very dangerous. Right. But if you'll notice, when I've talked about that in the past, what have I said? Put two, Arbor put, Freight jack stands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight of from Of course. <laughs> but, you know, you put that thing on jack stands and you get out and you shake that car violently yeah. Yeah, to yeah. see if you can push it over. Sure. If you can't push it over, you're probably good. Right. And then I also reposition the, the jack another spot just as a fail safe. So when I was doing the garage doors, number one, I did my research. And also I stayed clear of that spring and I knew the dangers behind it. Now, like Josh said, did we communicate as clearly as possible how dangerous that job is? Maybe we didn't do such a good job with that. And we could certainly have done a better job with that. However, we still stand by the fact that you can do this yourself. Agreed. I did it myself. And look, that's the premise of you can man. Yep. What one man can do, you can do as well with a little help from your friends. In my case, YouTube <laughs> and the proper know-how. In my case, YouTube. Take that for what you will, but yep. that's where we stand and that's where we will always stand. And if there is a dangerous job, we want you guys to still do it. We don't want you to shy away from yep. it. And if we if we talk about a job that's dangerous and we fail to mention the danger, let us know that too. We are we're average dudes. Like none of us are pros. Dave is a professional structural engineer. Whoa, 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 okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Other than that, like nobody has any certifications in anything else. You know, right. and, and we're here to learn. And I will say also that look, we're going to come across this plenty more times in the future. And we are grown adults and we can agree to disagree. <laughs> Imagine that. We can have different know. opinions. We probably should have been shut down uh, according to the internet. So especially on our Facebook group page, you know, we're going we're gonna to have disagreements. People are going to say, you should never do that. And I'm going to say, like well, change your own I oil. just did. <laughs> yeah, don't change your own oil. It's yeah. coming from Dave. <laughs> right? Look. You take a huge risk driving your car every day, yes. but you still do it and you do it within reason and you do it safely. And, and if you're in Georgia, you can do it just by taking an online test. You don't even have to. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to take a driver's <laughs> test now. So 
there's that. Anyways, we just wanted to take take a few minutes to address that because we felt like, yeah, yeah, we probably should address. We want to own what we can own, and then everything else can exactly be what it is. Yeah. Exactly, and all of our listeners know that we around this table are just average Joes. We are not professionals. We never claim to be professionals. We're just average dudes, except except Dave. Dave is a professional right. engineer. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> so Dave, Dave is the only professional here. But right. other than Dave, that's a professional engineer. Uh, <laughs> Dave's so uncomfortable. Anyways, uh, you worked hard for that, man. Just 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 own it. I did. Just accept it. Okay. Thank you. Except for Dave, we are just average Joes. Did, did we sufficiently? I think, I think we closed that out. Okay, yeah, we good. closed that out. Okay, on to. Bathroom remodeling. Now, we're not going to go super into depth here, but we wanted to give just a little bit of time to do an overview. So if you're that guy that's your your wife, significant other is saying, hey, I really want that hall bath done. It looks horrible. It's from 1970 and we got to do something about it. And you just have no idea and you're trying to wrap your head around it. This segment of the show is for you. And we've yeah. got, we kind of represent all spectrums here where Josh, the resident pro over here of bathroom remodels, you've done a couple of them, Rank right? amateur, yeah. Yeah, all the way down to the studs. Yep. I think both times. I've never done a remodel. Okay, I don't even think I've ever tiled before. Uh, I used to break. It's the worst. I used to break tiles in my backyard when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway, that's the story for another day. So... We definitely represent, you know, You're people so with hardcore all. Dude, that was so hard, man. <laughs> Look, those those uh, tiles, bare knuckle. Oh, with your fist? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, no, with my fist. You just straight really up throwing them on the ground. That's such a <laughs> dangerous <laughs> thing, Dave. You should. Ah! Not <laughs> yeah, it just killed those tiles. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is we have all different spectrums here as far as what each of us is, have done in that regard. Yeah, because I haven't done a full remodel. I mean, I've changed toilets. I've definitely done demo work, yep. but I have not done. I'm about to do it, though. Uh, a good friend of ours is wanting me to help him Sweet. do some of that. But Okay, so yeah, on bathrooms, we there's you can spend tons of money. You can spend hardly any money. What do you need to do? What do you need to think about? All of us, well, at least Tim and I live in ranches, like typical 60s ranch in Georgia. Our bathrooms, master bathrooms at least, are like four by eight or maybe five, five by eight. I guess it's like a piece of plywood and a little bit more. Right. Uh, and that's what, crazy when you think about it. That's that. what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Kind of just that. A small footprint. Very small to bath. maybe mid-size full bath. Yeah. So um, you can, I mean, if you hire a professional that does amazing work, like the Keystone Carpenter, who we had on um, a while back, you know, he's going to charge for, for even a small footprint footprint bathroom if he's going all the way down to the studs i mean you're you're in for 15 or 20 grand yeah, you can spend oh, no as doubt. much money now, as you want and as you get bigger i mean you're going you're just just tack on the money and that's because he takes the time thinks everything through every every wall is true every floor is perfectly flat everything's level Everything's done to code, you know, Yeah, everything's he, gorgeous. He's doing that remodel on the bathroom that's going to look pristine in probably 30 years. Yes. And, it's and when look. he leaves, you can take, like, you can put the pictures in a magazine. Like, I mean, that, that's how his stuff is just showroom. And so that, that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is, you know, I've got a few thousand dollars. And that's kind of, for me, that's the bottom. Like, unless you, if you just want to paint, if you want to, if you want to like paint your vanity Paint your walls. Change the toilet. Just give a refresh. Yeah. Then maybe, yeah, a thousand bucks. Like you can get in and out a thousand bucks easy. Um, 
two or three thousand dollars, you're getting into more like let's replace the vanity with one of the nice like furniture looking vanities, you know, with the the nicer the cabinet bowl and, with the yeah. cabinet underneath it. Replace the toilet. Um, let's let's talk about because um, I'm I'm thinking through. Okay, I'm ripping out the old vanity, and if it's an older bathroom, let's let's just say it's at least twenty five ish or years or older. As, as far as plumbing is concerned, do I need to be concerned about changing those valves on my sh- my shutoff valves? Because I would think if you're going into it, you might want to think about doing that. Yeah, I mean everything is a. Uh compounds on itself the more stuff you take apart the more you're going to need to put back together and and think about so um you can do a bathroom like you can cap off all the plumbing temporarily or you can just leave the valves i mean it it just becomes a does the new vanity accept where those valves are coming out of the wall that's what i'm saying i'm saying if you have an an issue okay so if you you change that vanity out and you're planning on that vanity being there for the next i don't know 10 maybe 15 years you're not going to be able to access those valves with that vanity in place right so those are one of the considerations do you have to do that no you don't sure but if you're replacing a toilet you're replacing the vanity Let's go ahead and bill in changing out those valves on the, the shutoff valves. Yep. So, and if you guys don't know what I mean, go to your bathroom now, open the cabinet up underneath the sink, and you should, if you don't, you got problems. You should see two shutoff valves, one for the hot, one for the cold. You should also see down by your toilet, a separate shutoff. Now, some toilets run this the shutoff off the cold water line from under the sink. I think that's... Sometimes the case, I think, but you should have three different ones. And that's what we're talking about. Changing out those old valves while you're at it. Yeah. So I mentioned high end, low end, and then there's the middle and the middle is kind of where you want to be careful if you're hiring somebody, because if you're hiring somebody to do a full bathroom remodel, and I'm talking about new tile, new fixtures, new vanity toilet, tiling the shower. If someone's telling you, even if you have one of the small footprint bathrooms, that they are going to do this job for like six, six thousand dollars $7,000, you need to be real careful about what you're getting into because bathrooms are expensive like kitchen, kitchens because they include everything. There, there's tile work, there's electrical, there's lighting, there's plumbing, there's the drains. I mean, there's, there's HVAC, like everything in that small space and that's why the price tag is so high per square foot again just be real leery about those middle of the road like if you have a few thousand dollars to spend and a contractor comes to you and says oh i'll do it for five full bathroom remodel you're right. not going to be happy it's gonna be, yeah it's gonna be year. tough to make that happen um yeah. i've skimped on tile work before and had problems like paid for it like three or four years later had to redo a bunch of tile work because I went cheap, like I haggled, uh, you know, contra- and this is just separate conversation, but contractors that will haggle with you and like get real low below their original number, you don't want them because they don't have the power to walk away, which means they don't have other jobs lined up. They're the not busy already, guys. Yeah. They can walk away. They're from not already number. in demand. Yeah. The busy yeah. guys don't have to haggle. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk to about, as we were discussing the show 
prior to the show, we were talking about things like rotten floor joists. Mm-hmm. So if you have a house that's at least 20, I mean, it could be young. I mean, it could be um, newer than this, but I, I'm going to say in the 20, 25 plus year range, there's a very good possibility that you had water issues in the past. So think about a previous owner. They had kids. They're dumping water out of the bath and all this stuff. Well, you don't see evidence of that now. Or there's a hairline. Yeah, there's a hairline crack. Exactly. Yeah, water's going to find a way. Yeah, Generally, exactly. underneath your your tub or, or your shower, water's going to find a way over time, over 20, 30 years. You're probably going to have a little bit of rot down there. Right. Especially if you're on an over crawl space because you're not going under there all the time and looking at the shape of these joists. Now, if you're in a basement or if you have a basement, well, you're probably going to see evidences of that from underneath because you can see it all and you go down there. But if you're on a crawl space, you're not going to notice that. And that's one of those things that you start ripping up that tile and then you're like, oh, what's the soft spot? Let me take off a little bit more. Oh, okay. Well, now I've got to replace the subfloor. Then you get into the subfloor and they're like, oh, actually this whole joist is rotten. And mm-hmm. now I've got a sister, a joist up to this. And now it's it's not really very much money we're talking right. about. Now, if you're having somebody else do it, yes, for sure, it's a lot of money. But if you're doing it yourself, the materials are next. Right. It's just a labor issue. The yes, labor goes yes. way up. Um, and yeah, materials are cheap. Like to replace a joist, not a big deal. So, I mean, if you come in, if you see that and you're doing it yourself, it's not the end of the world. It's just going to take you longer to do the job the right way. Um, but that's something to consider. when you If you're in a really old house, once you start getting into that tile, pulling that up, considering the age again, you may have water issues. And I mean, but all three, I've done two, three bathrooms, two different houses, all of them joist rotted, like right. It's right between the toilet and the bathtub, um, just right where no one can get to. Like if there's water spilled, no one yep. reaches back there. to it just sits to, there. Yeah. So it just sits and seeps through. So, yeah, that's something to consider if you're getting into, if you're pulling up tile. You may be getting into subfloor issues. Right. Let's talk too quickly about the way that they used to lay tile, because I think a lot of people don't understand that they used to just lay. It's more or less a this super thick layer of concrete. (laughs) It's more or less like a concrete slab that they've laid. So if you're going in to demo a thing like this. Just be prepared that it is some back-breaking work. Yeah, if you're in a 60s ranch in the south, I mean, you're going to have that three-inch, two-inch layer of mortar, concrete, whatever. They they even recess the subfloor so that to account the for wood that. floors are even with it's So it's weird. Like, the structure is even different. Well, so, and that's another consideration because you're going to have uh, floor-level issues because the way the tile is done now, you're likely not going to get up to the level of floor that you have in the rest of your house. Mm-hmm. So you're likely going to have to lay another layer of subfloor on or, top of or the... Or sister your joists up higher. Sister yeah, you could do higher. that. But that would require taking out the the actual subfloor. The actual yep. subfloor. So anyways, that just, that's just another consideration. Even on the walls with this tile, they use this just really heavy, well, I don't know, heavy, but um, wire light lathe. And that's what they would put the mortar bed into that. And it's just it's just a headache. I yeah. mean, it's it's a it's bulletproof. I mean, it holds up over oh, time. Oh, no doubt. Fifty years. I mean, both of the bathrooms in my house, you know, fifty years old. 
there was damage underneath that, but you couldn't feel a soft spot in the floor. You know, maybe I think in one of the bathrooms I could, but other than that, it seemed like a pretty solid floor still. Oh so. yeah. Our bathrooms are still in great shape. Our hall bath, uh, other than the fact that it's lavender, it's like, it's pristine. <laughs> I mean, that thing is frozen in time. It's, it looks great. You got to get that out in one piece because people... That's in demand the, right The now. lavender yep. tub. Yep. So we had a lavender toilet. It was all matching. So we had the lavender sink, awesome. the toilet, the tub. And the previous owner said that they wanted the the toilet. So I, I had set it outside and it just sat outside for like a couple days and they just never came and got it. <laughs> so sorry to all my neighbors, which Josh was not my neighbor at the time. I just had a random yeah, purple like purple toilet. toilet they were like, outside. we want to take the toilet with They us. wanted the toilet. I don't know. They're... they're, they're uh, People want those now. Those uh, pristine '60s look, yeah. odd color. I hope bathrooms. I'll be able to get it out. I mean, it's cast iron. So, Josh, I remember helping you get a, the cast iron tub. I think out of the flip house that you did, olive green. Yeah, and so a method to get those out sometimes involves literally breaking yep. the thing breaking up into in lots of different pieces. And you think, how am I going to break cast iron? Well, no, it it is. It can be brittle <laughs> if you hit it hard enough. Yep. And so that is how you actually have to get those things out sometimes because they literally would bring that in. They were like 300 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And then they would just kind of build on top <laughs> of that or so. I don't yeah, know. They'd set it in place and then mortar around it. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you literally got to get a massive sledgehammer in there and just break the thing apart. So a couple other things that, that I mean, that's probably the biggest, you know, once you go down in the floor, that's kind of the biggest thing where you're just going to start uncovering all kinds of stuff. If you're, let's say your tile's in good shape and you just want a refresh, like you feel like your floor is solid, your bathtub looks fine. Um, you could do a refresh of the vanity, like I mentioned. Um, now, if if it's a raised vanity and the footprint of the vanity doesn't match the old one, then you could have an issue with your flooring, what that looks like as far as transitioning under the new vanity. But um, if the footprint matches, you can get a taller vanity if you wish. I know most vanities, especially I, I need that 80s, man. 90s houses, like super short. Never tall enough. Um, we can, you can paint the existing vanity. You can retop it. You could, you can buy for very cheap a new you can go to a granite place and have a, a a scrap piece left over that they'll sell you for nothing and have that installed on top top to uh update the look of it quartz whatever you want um, what about reglazing because we had a question about yes. that on our facebook group and it seemed like the consensus was yes you can do it yourself but go ahead and pay the guy but go ahead That's and pay the guy it's it's not an issue you you guys know that we're all about doing stuff yourself yeah. but it sounded like it was an issue of yes you could do it yourself but it's one of those things that takes a lot of practice to get yep. really really right yep. and it has everything to do with the prep work yeah and so a couple people chimed in they're like yeah, you could do it yourself, but definitely just go ahead and pay somebody. In fact, wasn't it like one of your family members or something had My that done? My mom's had it done way back 30 years ago. They had it done. But more recently, folks were saying, oh, yeah, you know, pay, I think it was like 350 bucks or something or not 300 yeah, that's bucks. that's worth it. To just because the guy is a pro, he can churn out 10 in a day. But you as an amateur are not going to do as good of a job. So, you know, he makes money and you save time. Yeah, reglazing a tub, retiling around the, the tub. Could be a way to go if you don't live in one of these super old houses um, that has the crazy uh, mortar bed all the way around the wall. Right. You can just pop out the old tiles. You know, if it's like a house from the 90s, maybe just pop off the old tiles. Do your research on YouTube. 
to to prepare the surface for um, new tile going up. But there's a lot of ways you can update a bathroom for not a whole lot of for money. not a whole lot of money and without getting into the floor. And if you're not changing the footprint, that's another thing. If you have visions of changing the footprint, what I mean is moving fixtures around. Oh yeah. Now you're into full gut mode, and you're you, you got to. By you got to take it down, take it down to the studs. Like I'm hopefully going to be doing that in our master bath where my wife wants to literally move the toilet into where one of our closets is Whoa, now. It's a, a job. Water, water closet. I yeah. Like yeah. There you go. So that's going to involve a lot of stuff that I don't know about, but you know what? I'm going to do my research because yep. I'm a good you can man man. That's right. Make sure you vent that bathroom too. I always recommend that. Uh, uh, my brother has been on the Facebook group. Showing us how he now when you say vent, you, you're not talking about a vent stack like plumbing. You're talking no, about I'm not talking about HVAC. moving the air. Yeah, and I'm not talking about plumbing. I'm talking about the exhaust fan through which the is ceiling, a, which is a great point because a lot of older houses did not have that. At yeah, all. yeah, mine I mean, doesn't have it. Yeah, the the house my brother lives in, I think, was built in '79 or '80. Like it's not super old, but no vents and either no exhaust fans, I should say, yep. in either bathroom. He vented them both through the roof like a champ, and uh, it's going good. So always do that as an update. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot you can get into, but like I said, you need to be, you know, concerned about that middle of the ground price point on some contractors because that is where guys will get you because in and out for under six or seven thousand. And again, I'm using numbers that are based in our area. I know prices are way more expensive up north typically. Right. But. And if any of you guys listening, if you're thinking about getting into a bathroom remodel, take a little short video of it and post it on our Facebook group because there's lots of guys that have done tons of that stuff before. And we should be able to give you a solid idea of, yeah, that's maybe a $3,000 job if you do it yourself or yeah. something like this. Or you might you might expect to pay you know X amount of dollars for tile work here and there. So take advantage of that. That's what our Facebook group there is for to uh, learn from other people. Yeah. And if you haven't yet, check out the rules on our group. We're getting so big that like some things are becoming a little bit out of our hands, like all the time. We can't see everything that happens on the group. So um, we don't want this to turn into any kind of like contractors forum where like everyone is telling everyone else like the right way and the wrong way and you should do this and you should not do this and this is illegal and this is legal and you need a permit. Like right. we're not there. We're like average people sharing ideas, best practices, and we just ask you, don't be that guy that's like, Mr. I know everything. I've been doing this forever. Yeah, you can do My that. You can way. do that in a very respectful way, yep. though. We, we don't want you to shy away no, from your want, expertise. We exactly. want that for sure. Watch your tone, man. That's and all just I'm be, saying. Just be cool. <laughs> just be cool, man. Yeah, be cool. Yeah, but the Facebook group page at its core is I really feel like a, a place for encouragement and to bounce ideas off other folks. I've just been super impressed. Like the, all the stuff, I mean, the past three weeks that the group's been growing and I mean, just everything that all these different types of people are into their hobbies and like what they can knock out in the weekend. I saw like an awesome um, planter. Um, yeah, I saw that using Home Depot buckets, like a portable planner. I don't know, I don't know what exactly to call it. We've got people that are super into cars, doing car remodeling and restoring, um, just all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up today's show. Josh, I think, has the segment for us this week, so we'll be back right after the break. 
This episode is sponsored by 1776 United. 1776 United is a patriotic and historically inspired lifestyle brand. They make the best patriotic shirts and apparel on the market today. I personally own many of their products, and if you want to don patriotic gear without looking gaudy, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and at 1776united.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Josh, what you got for us? Does it involve someone dying or getting really hurt? Maimed well, or dismembered? Yeah, by, back by popular demand. And I mean, this may or may not be our number one most requested segment um, <laughs> is the ones I do, but uh, wow. we'll see. It's, it's, I know it's no not no blade banter. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, we're going to do one of these. So um, you guys, I'm sure everyone, all of our listeners are familiar with rock and roll not even necessarily rock and roll, but bands like musicians and plane crashes. Like mm. there's been a lot of yeah. loss. Well, there's a, been a lot of loss. It's around. a jet-setting lifestyle, right? Yeah, Buddy Holly, right? John Denver. John Denver. Um, and Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly right? That's the Stevie right Ray Vaughan? Um, yes. And uh, Leonard Skinner. Like just, like, I mean, there, there's so many. You can't even, they're just... Super prolific groups, right? Well, one that is well known in like rock and roll, like if you're hardcore into rock and roll, you totally know this story at least, like the 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 headline. But I'm going to get into the details of this one particular plane crash, and it's it's one of the most sadly like rock and roll plane crashes you could ever do. Like like if you're going to have a plane crash, this is the rock and roll way to do it, right? <laughs> like it's the trashing of the hotel room, okay, as far as plane crashes right. go. Okay, so a lot of you have probably heard of Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yes. Like the um, British... The guy who they eats the bats. Show. He ate a bat. Oh, maybe he started coronavirus. The guy that you're like, um, how are you still alive? Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. And it's, it's Sharon's crazy his wife, wife. Right. Sharon's the wife. You'll see she him was, and you're like, no, 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 no. Right. I'm pretty sure he died 10 years right. ago. And he had that show. They had, yeah. they had their own reality, the Osbournes, right? right. Um, yep. Fascinating, fascinating dude and family. Ozzy Osbourne had a band and he, he used to be a member of Black Sabbath. And then he went out on his own. And when he went out on his own, he hired a guitarist. And again, some scholars of rock and roll, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he hired a guitarist and the guitarist was Randy Rhodes. Randy used to play in a group you've probably heard of called Quiet Riot. He starts playing for Ozzy Osbourne. He played on some prolific tracks like Crazy Train. Like we all know that, especially if you're an Atlanta Braves fan. That was Chipper Jones walk up music. Come on. Uh, He played on Mr. Crowley, like just epic guitar riffs like amazing songs right so this guy's awesome and even started he even, he even talked about going like after he was done with ozzy osbourne going to college to get um, a classical guitar degree like super legit guitar player obviously so in 1982 they played a show at the knoxville coliseum and they were headed to orlando florida well, they stopped over they took a tour bus like the bands do they stopped at uh, Flying Baron Estates in Leesburg, Florida, which was like a big property that actually had a landing strip on it. I'm guessing some like rich dude, uh, the Calhoun Brothers bus company actually owned the property. And they stayed there the night. And on the property was, like I said, an airstrip, a couple of helicopters, an airplane. Well, the tour bus driver of Ozzy Osbourne's band was also a private pilot. Now, 
rock and rollers being rock and rollers, we're doing some stuff on the bus. Obviously. And illicit drugs, cocaine. Mr. Bus Driver is like, I'm going to be Mr. Pilot. Yeah, also. he's like, we're going to so, commandeer that plane. Yeah, they get they get up early, or they probably didn't get no, up. No, they let's didn't be get honest. up. Yeah. They, they stayed up all night. Early in the morning, sun's coming up. There's band members still sleeping on the bus. And Mr. Pilot, Mr. Pilot is like, I'm going to get in a plane. And so he goes, <laughs> he, he's a proto-pilot. He gets in the plane. He talks two folks into... Um, Getting on the plane with him. And was so, he like, I'm going to buzz the tower, a.k.a. Yeah, pretty the, much. the tour bus, yeah, and just much. get everybody all riled up? Yeah. So he's like, hey, uh, he gets the keyboardist and he gets the tour manager. He's like, you guys are coming with me. And so they go up there and, you know, they're just doing a little fly around of the property. He's still jacked up on cocaine, though. So he's like, I'm going to, hey, let's wake up. Um, I think it was the drummer. Let's wake up, Tommy. Doesn't matter. Let's wake up, Tommy. So they start buzzing the like just coming lower and lower and lower just doing some crazy low passes over this bus to try to wake the guy up because they're being funny well they do a couple passes and then they're like okay that's good like we we land we we're good everyone's still living and he's like hey i want to go up again anybody else game anybody else want to go again well the makeup artist her name is rachel youngblood She's going to go up. Now, apparently she's got like a real bad heart condition that everyone was aware of. And so he said, oh, I'm going to take it easy because she's coming. Like, we're going to be cool. Oh, she took, him, gonna... she took him out of his element. Yeah. Like, he wasn't flying the way he knows how to fly. Right. So he's like, we're going to do an easy flight. Now, Randy Rhodes, the guitarist who we're talking about here, he was super nervous about flying. He didn't like it. But the guy said, we're going to take it easy because Rachel's coming. So he gets in the plane. And he really wanted to take some photographs from the air. So he goes up in the plane. They start buzzing the bus again. On, I believe, like the third pass at the bus, they are so low that a wing of the aircraft clips the bus. So they weren't taking it easy. So hard that two of the passengers without seatbelts actually exit partially through the windshield. No. Okay. And the plane continues on and crashes into like the garage portion of this big house of the property that they're on. You can look up these pictures on the on the internet. Sets the, everything ablaze. Everything burns. Only identifiable by medical records and jewelry. Okay. No, everybody. Everybody on the plane. Even the people ejected Three. through the windshield. Right. Three people on the plane, including sadly Randy Rhodes. Who sounds like deceased? He Who sounds like a, a pro a wrestler. wrestler. Who's the wrestler? wrestler? Who is it? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, okay, okay. Um, anyway, that is like, I mean, talk about a way to go. Like, if you're in rock and roll and have access to a plane and you do cocaine all yeah, night, cl- clipping a, a a tour bus hopped up on cocaine yeah, is the way. Don't do. don't do drugs, kids. Also, crazy more like more details came out. What's crazy is like Ozzy Osbourne was there, like Sharon Osbourne oh, was no. there, uh, and they don't called, remember a thing. Well, he no. called the police. Like he was trying to like get like apparently it was like a super slow response time to get people out there. Um, what's really crazy is that the bus drivers estranged wife it sounds like was touring with the band as well and they had had like super beefs everyone uh, mostly everyone like the consensus is that he was so like angry at her that like after the first set of passes she was like inside or in the bus or something but like when he went up with the second group of people she had stepped just outside the bus and a lot of people honestly think because 
one guy that was on the ground that was in the band on the ground near the near the tour bus could see the plane coming could see two two of the guys fighting over the controls like he could see a struggle going uh, on inside the plane and the plane was like rocking back and forth like crazy they think multiple people think that he was trying to kill his wife with uh, the airplane. Wow, that's awful. And so, just like way, way crazy. When did this happen? Wacky story. Nineteen eighty-two. Okay. And uh, anyway, we'll leave it. There's a lot more details if you want to look it up on the internet. But um, there's a lot of plane crashes. Most of them are like sad, like weather, like bad conditions, all this stuff. This was just straight up. A dude got high on cocaine and just blasted it into a tour bus, <laughs> which is nuts. It is crazy. How sad. Kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's all all I got. Okay. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Another just really morbid, just just excellent segment. But we love them. Things that happen. Hey, hey, you, you, you lived up every bit of that. That's right. Okay. Good, good. And then I'll be back next week with something about gardening. (laughs) Anyhow. Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the UK Man podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day. To give us a listen. Hey, why don't you take some a little just a little bit more time and leave us a review, please? Especially since we got that one star review. We gotta yeah. cancel out the one star. We gotta get yeah. those reviews up. I yes. know the rookie numbers. So let's, let's show go. those guys, hey, the one star review ain't gonna do nothing for the UK Man Army. That's right. We're gonna uh, get some more five star reviews in there. So please do that. We will catch you guys next time. Bye.